Would you believe that a deadly fire in the largest casino in Las Vegas was not what everyone was talking about? What could have had everyone's attention on that Friday night in November? Find out on this episode of Top Fold. Welcome to Top Fold, a podcast about all the news that would have been. I'm your host, Luke Hefley. Here at Top Fold, we explore monumental events that didn't make the top story only because that spot was already taken. When the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino opened in 1973, it was the largest in Las Vegas. Kirk Krikorian, considered the father of the mega-resort-style casino, wanted to take tourists' breath away when they saw the MGM for the first time. Hundreds of chandeliers, marble statues, and ornate ceiling tiles made it a sight to see. Modeled from the Grand Hotels of Europe, the MGM had it all. At 26 stories high and with over 2,100 rooms, along with almost 1,000 slot machines, unheard of in 1973, this was the largest casino in the world and one of the largest hotels. As years went by and other casinos started giving MGM some competition, management took shortcuts to maximize profit, including the failure to install sprinklers in the hotel rooms and most of the casino. That decision would prove to be deadly. On November 21st, 1980, at approximately 7.07 a.m., a small fire started in one of the restaurants just off the casino floor. And in no time, the 5,000 guests in the hotel rooms and casino were in grave danger, and none of them knew the scale of the catastrophe that was about to happen. While cards were being dealt, dice were being thrown, and slot machine arms were being pulled all over the casino, smoke and flames made sure that no one was a winner on this dreadful day. The Las Vegas Fire Department arrived and in almost no time put out the flames. But because most of the materials that made the casino so awe-inspiring were plastic, now toxic fumes were engulfing the building. Although some areas of the MGM did have sprinklers, the Grand Hotel and Casino was built before they were mandatory, so without the entire casino protected, the fire spread quickly. The interior of the 26-story building was built in a way that turned stairwells into deadly chimneys, with smoke quickly funneling to the very top, trapping all in its path. And finally, there was no alarm system to let the people in the hotel rooms know what was going on below. Therefore, many died by smoke inhalation in their rooms, some while they slept. Because the fire department's ladders could only reach the ninth floor, helicopters were brought in to pluck victims from the rooftop. It was extremely challenging and very difficult to get many of the casino guests up that many flights of stairs. In the end, once the smoke cleared, the fire was out, and the damage was done. 85 people died, and over 650 were injured. To this day, this is the worst disaster in Nevada, and the third worst hotel fire in modern U.S. history. Incredibly, this wasn't what everyone was talking about that night. Headlines that day soon changed to the event that evening, an event eight months in the making. It wasn't a news story, nor a sporting event, that brought approximately 83 million people to tune in to CBS at 10 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central, on that Friday night, November 21st, 1980. No, everyone was ready for the biggest question to be answered since it was first asked the previous spring. That night, the nation and the world would find out who shot J.R.? That's right. Instead of the tragedy of a high-rise casino, everyone was talking about a fictional character named John Ross Ewing Jr., J.R., played by Larry Hagman on CBS's primetime weekly soap opera, 
and the number one rated show, Dallas. Larry Hagman, a native of Texas himself, played the greedy old baron to perfection. He was the villain that everyone loved to hate. The buildup had been epic. On March 21st, exactly eight months earlier, the season finale cliffhanger had JR in his office alone. Suddenly, he hears a noise and steps out of his office. Bang! Bang! Two shots, and the camera pans to JR falling, possibly taking his last breath. The episode ends. The next day, the question all around the world was who shot JR. For the entire summer and beyond, that was the burning question on everyone's mind. The show had kept the viewers in the dark until the fourth new episode of the season. Because of outside circumstances, the buildup to this episode was even greater than originally anticipated. First, Hagman was in negotiations for a new contract. He had truly become a star, and millions tuned in every Friday night to see him. CBS executives weren't sure a deal could be made, so numerous scripts were written. Some was for the character to have reconstructive facial surgery, think new actor, hint, hint, or possibly be killed. After a 10-day holdout, there was an agreement. Hagman's contract went from $15,000 to $100,000 per episode, and more important to Hagman, he would now receive royalties from J.R. Ewing merchandise, unheard of in 1980. But then in July, the Writers Guild of America went on strike, delaying production for another eight weeks. There were watch parties all over the nation, especially in Dallas, Texas. Many people dressed up as their favorite Dallas characters, while numerous bars, restaurants, and universities put on Dallas-themed gatherings to watch the episode live. During the delay and into the early fall, CBS aired reruns of early Dallas episodes, bringing in even more viewers. On November 7th, the first new episode of the season aired. The following three episodes teased viewers with questions of who it could have been. Everyone was a suspect. The episode titled, Who Done It? instantly became the highest-rated television episode in U.S. history, and over 40 years later is still ranked number two. The 83 million who watched the episode outnumbered the voters in the presidential election earlier that month. 76% of all the televisions in the United States were broadcasting the CBS drama, and more than 350 million people around the world watched this episode. A session of the Turkish parliament was suspended so the legislators could be at home for the cliffhanger. The reveal was shocking and classic Dallas. The shooter? The person that really shot JR? Well, that was... Well, you'll have to watch the show to find out. But I suspect that most of you already know. And if not, this is one mystery not too hard to solve. Just Google it. Many claimed Dallas got even better after the Who Done It episode. The storyline kept viewers coming back week after week. JR would not only survive, he would thrive. Somehow he became more conniving, manipulative, and downright ruthless. In regards to the MGM Grand Fire and the 85 people who died in the tragedy, 80 perished from smoke and carbon monoxide. 18 of the victims were on the casino floor while the remaining 67 were trapped on the 16th floor or higher. Over 1,300 lawsuits were filed against 118 different companies, resulting in a $223 million settlement, equivalent to about three-quarters of a billion today. 
mostly paid out by MGM. The company also admitted that they had declined to purchase an almost $200,000 sprinkler system that would have put the fire out almost immediately. Nevada passed new laws with major changes in fire safety guidelines and codes. Now, all public buildings were required to have fire sprinklers, smoke detectors, and exit maps in all hotel rooms and the entire casino. Meanwhile, Dallas would go on for 10 more years for a total of 14 seasons. It seemed the world couldn't get enough of J.R. Ewing. From 1980 to 1985, Dallas was either number one or number two in the ratings and also produced a very popular spinoff, Knott's Landing. Dallas's last episode aired in 1991. There were several made-for-television movies and reunion specials from time to time, and in 2012, the television network TNT brought Dallas back with many of the original actors, including Larry Hagman. Sadly, Hagman had previously been diagnosed with cancer, and although he was able to revive his character for a season, he passed away on November 23, 2012, 32 years and two days after the famous Who Done It episode aired. The series would go on for two more seasons, but without J.R. Ewing in the picture, it just wasn't the same. It's hard to believe that the news of the deadly tragedy in the MGM Mega Casino could be eclipsed by the fate of a greedy Texas oil baron. But on the evening of November 21, 1980, Instead of headlines from Las Vegas, Nevada, the talk around the world was about finding out, at last, who shot JR. And there you have it, all the news that would have been. Thank you for joining us this week on Top Fold. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Fold Podcast. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. All my sources and research can be found at topfold.buzzsprout.com. There, along with other things that bring history to life. I'd like to thank David Wagler for the music. And if you like the show, please rate us and give us a review. Or simply tell a friend. That would be great. So until next time, there you have it. All the news that would have been.